0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas, you've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1402. How Your Personality Affects Your Finances by Mike Ballou of Eggstack.com. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the podcast where I read to you from some of the best blogs in the world, with their permission, of course. And if you like today's episode, you'll probably enjoy our other shows on topics like health, relationships, and personal development. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app to find them. But for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. How Your Personality Affects Your Finances by Mike Balu of Eggstack.com There are two types of people in this world. Those who mow their lawn on Saturday morning and those who wait until Sunday night. Which are you? Today's egg stack looks at how your personality affects your finances. This is not a trivial matter. When it comes to success or failure in your personal finances, your personality is the most influential factor. It's not how much you earn. It's not how smart you are. It's not how many hours you work. It's your personality. There's a lot to unpack here, but let's begin by looking at five different personality types as they relate to personal finance. Savers. No tube of toothpaste sees the inside of a trash can until it's had a death grip placed on it. In the shower, every bottle of shampoo and conditioner is turned upside down. When asked about cable TV shows, they have no idea what you're talking about. They have never taken an Uber. They steadfastly believe that private school is a luxury for rich people. And their cars are so old, they belong in a museum. Every penny that does not absolutely have to be spent goes into the bank. On the rare occasion that they do spend money, even if it's for something they enjoy, they don't really enjoy it because they would rather save that money. They are the savers. Spenders. There's only one time and it's right now. Tomorrow never comes. Save for retirement, only nerds do that. Besides, I'll never live that long. Their cell phone is always dead. They have never made it to a meeting on time and there are hundreds of unread emails in their inbox. They have way more than they can afford in terms of their home and cars and vacations. They routinely take cash advances on new credit cards to pay the minimum payments on their other cards. The only thing in their refrigerator is cold air. They are the spenders, shopaholics. Technically a variant of the spender, these people use shopping to make themselves feel better. Shopping keeps unpleasant feelings at bay, until it doesn't. They tell themselves they're just going to the mall to get some exercise. The next thing they know, they need help carrying all the shopping bags to the car. Long ago, they filled their closets to capacity with clothing and shoes. New arrivals are placed atop heaps of clothing that have sprung up everywhere. It's gotten so bad, their family is planning an intervention, and the producers at Hoarders have them penciled in for an upcoming episode. They are the Shopaholics. Givers Like a moth to a flame, if someone is standing beside a pail and ringing a bell, they are putting money in it. They regularly leave tips larger than the bill, and they've never passed a donation jar without reaching for their wallet. Every bum gets a handout, and if someone's holding a sign at a stoplight, they can't roll their window down fast enough. It's nice helping others and it feels good doing it. There is nothing wrong with being charitable and the world is a better place for it. But like anything that makes us feel good, it can be taken to extremes. They give and they give and they give until it hurts. They are the givers. Risk takers. Their mind never stops working. Every problem is a potential gold mine. They've read countless biographies on successful people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. There's no idea they won't consider, no opportunity they let slip. They hold fast to the tenant that money is meant to make money, not spend. America is a land of opportunity and our free enterprise system is the envy of the world. Those on the outside not afforded the same opportunities might question any American who spends their whole life content to be an employee without trying their hand at owning a business. The long hours, hard work, and financial risk are not for everyone but for those who have the right combination of ambition, creativity, and perseverance, it is their destiny. They are the risk takers. How your personality affects your finances. Of the five different personality types, which do you think is the most likely to succeed? If you guess the savers, you're right. Their way of life is like bumper bowling. You can't lose. People who live beneath their means and save the money left over are 100% guaranteed financial success. Which type has the most potential to become rich? If you said the risk takers, you're correct. Many people think of movie stars and famous musicians and professional athletes as being rich. But by far the biggest constituent of the wealth class are risk takers, entrepreneurs and business owners. These people learn from their mistakes, dust themselves off and keep trying until they get it right. But unlike the savers, there is no guarantee of success. For every successful risk-taker, there's a flop, someone who ends up worse off than when they started. Ambition and hard work do not always equal success. There are other factors at play, such as the idea or concept itself and its viability and marketability. Timing also plays a role, as does a bit of luck or divine intervention. Which personality type wins the prize for at least likely to succeed? It's a tie between the spenders and the shopaholics, They don't have two nickels to rub together and never will. What can we say about them? Anything we want because they're not reading a blog about retirement planning and personal finance. Then there are the givers. How can you fault such kind-hearted people? You can't, but everyone is responsible for their own financial future. If givers can recognize that their overgiving is putting their own financial future at risk, there's hope. Closing Thoughts. None of us are purely this or that. We're all unique in our own way. No one likes to be stereotyped or pigeonholed. As long as we're on this side of the dirt, there's hope. We are forever evolving and changing, and the same applies to our attitude towards finances. Savers can become risk takers. Risk takers can become savers. And spenders can try not to spend so much. You just listened to the post titled How Your Personality Affects Your Finances by Mike Balu of eggstack.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. It was interesting to read this article because I can see all of these personality types manifest in my money choices at one time or another. But for where I am today, I think being a saver and a risk taker is a pretty powerful combination. The risks of entrepreneurship are less risky when you're an aggressive saver. Not only will you have the safety net of your savings to give you the financial bandwidth you need for your business, but you'll likely be better at bootstrapping. I took a big risk on my own business called the Economy Conference, which is also known as the TED Talks of the Fire movement. Because I had mastered the art of saving and continued to work full time, I was able to fully fund the business myself without any loans or outside investors. I even took a $40,000 loss the first year. But because of my robust savings, I didn't need to sell any investments and I was still able to fully fund my retirement vehicles. Entrepreneurship is very risky. And while I'm confident I'll recoup that 40 grand investment, if I don't, that's okay too. Being a saver made me much more comfortable with taking on this risk. So while this article states that the savers will be most successful and the risk takers are more likely to be rich, I'd argue that you have the best chance at both by combining these two mindsets. And that's another weekend edition of Optimal Finance Daily in the Books. Thanks so much for your support and for listening every day, of course. Have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.